BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a winning edition. It's been a minute. Hornets snap a 10-game slide with a big win over the Memphis Grizzlies. 115-106 to the final score. It was also the debut for five new members of the Hornets franchise. All of the proceeds of the recent trade deadline deals finally available, suited up, ready to go for the Hornets, and man, did they have an impact. We'll break down the game, the top performers, and the newcomers in particular, what they brought to the Hornets last night and should bring to the team for the remainder of the season, hopefully long-term as well. Helping me on all of these topics, he's my producer on the Hornets Radio Network, as well as the producer of this fine podcast, Rob Longo. Rob, uh, before we get started, this is going to determine whether or not you're allowed to talk the rest of this podcast. Who you got in the Super Bowl tonight? I'm abstaining from this one because on. I know who you are rooting for, so I'm just going to sit back and say hope both teams have fun. Hope it's a good <laughs> halftime show. Hope both teams have fun. And yeah, well, well it's, it's going to be a great halftime show. Hey, and you it, might have me out of my seat dancing in my living room. Look, it's going to be a, a great game. I am a Niners fan. I always have been a Niners fan, so I'm rooting for my team. But uh, they're two great teams. It's going to be a really good game. Was a really good game last night as well. 115 to 106, the final score. Hornets take down the Memphis Grizzlies and snap a 10 game losing streak. There was a lot going in to last night's game. It was night two of a back to back, but didn't really feel like it. It felt like a new beginning for Charlotte because five new players, the net proceeds, from two deadline deals were finally available to play. Uh, Charlotte, of course, traded P.J. Washington to Dallas in exchange for two players, Seth Curry 
and Grant Williams, as well as a future first-round pick. And they dealt Gordon Hayward to Oklahoma City in exchange for, effectively, three players, Trey Mann, Vasily Micic, and Davi Spurton. So all five of those guys were able to come to Charlotte, and it really did feel like a, a brand-new team there for the Hornets, and, and for good reason, Rob, because the team, even though they only dealt two and, of course, released three other players, Charlotte effectively netted three healthy players. Uh, Gordon Hayward now seems to be about ready to play for Oklahoma City, and we're wishing him nothing but the best. But he hadn't played for over a month for Charlotte. Neither had really Frank Nilakina the entire season. James Booknight had been out of the rotation the entire season. So really, Charlotte got five new players who were ready to play either as a starter or major rotation minutes in exchange for effectively two. And that breathed new life into the team, I thought, for last night's game, and hopefully it carries on far into the future. And, of course, if you boil that out or you spread it out to basically the course of those guys' tenure with the Hornets, I mean, James Booknight just didn't really have an opportunity here the last couple of seasons now and was out of the rotation for the past couple of seasons. And then a guy like Gordon Hayward, I know that the injury bug unfortunately bit him so much here in Charlotte, but he was only available for about 42% of Charlotte's games throughout the course of his four years, three and a half years, I suppose, here in Charlotte's. So unfortunately, it just hasn't worked out for those guys. And, you know, Gordon now gets an opportunity with a contender to breathe that veteran presence to Oklahoma City. But at the same time, I mean, this brought in a bunch of new life here for the Hornets as well. You go back to Friday's game, first night of a back-to-back. Hornets are hamstrung. They only have 10 healthy bodies. Five of them are rookies, guys that you wouldn't expect to even play, let alone start some of them in that game on Friday. Charlotte ends up, you know, getting mollywopped against a very, very good Milwaukee team. They shoot 34%. You go back to last night's game, and it's a complete 180. You get five fresh bodies in there. You get some veteran presence. And keep in mind, too, these guys have not played with each other. It helps when you have guys coming from the same team. So, of course, having guys out there like Trey Mann and, and Michich and Bertans, I mean, they've played with each other. They have at least practiced with each other for a, over the course of a half of a season. You got Grant Williams and Seth Curry coming from Dallas. They have some intangibles together. They know how each other plays, so that certainly helps too. And at the end of the game, it's a 58% field goal percentage. And I'm not saying that the offense is the only thing that really took off in the game yesterday. The defense had some definitely some good points as well. I know Steve Clifford after the game talked about how the second half defense wasn't where he wanted it to be, but the offense was so consistent. And that's something that the Hornets have missed here over the last, I don't even know, basically the entire season when guys have not been healthy is the ability to be consistent in all four quarters on offense. There's those times where they just have those lulls for two, three, four minutes where they go without scoring a bucket and these teams go on these massive runs and that's where the game gets lost. That didn't happen last night against Memphis, and I know that the first quarter was a little rocky. They had eight turnovers in that first quarter, but they settled down, ended up with 19 for the game. That's still a higher number, but when you go from not playing with each other and being on a completely new team in a completely new town in the span of, what, 48 hours, and you're able to settle down and you end up getting a win, albeit against a beat-up Memphis team, you take a win any way you can get them, especially the way that the Hornets season has gone this year. So overall, I know I covered a lot of ground there, but that's basically how it felt coming into this game last night. The turnovers, I mean, I'll, I'll give some grace to them because uh, essentially there was not a second of that ball game where there was a five-man group who had actually played a game together. It was a combination of Hornet, Mav, Thunder, 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 Hornet. There was no segment of the game. It was about as mixed and match as you could get. It, it was. I don't think it was possible, quite frankly, to have five. I guess it. I guess it kind of was it. No, no, it wasn't because of the group that played. There were four guys who had been on the Hornets before. 
three guys who had been on the Thunder before and two guys who had been on the Mavericks before. So there, there truly wasn't a five-man group out there who could have played together, who had played together in a game this season. So it was totally different. But the biggest number to me, and this is maybe the thing that we need to focus more on in terms of looking towards the future on how do you replicate this, Charlotte played extremely well. Now, they shared the ball well, 30 assists. They got each other good shots. But they shot 58% from the floor. That's the best shooting percentage Charlotte has had all season long. And there's good players on this team. Charlotte has not been this injured this long. There were lineups at the start of the season that included LaMelo Ball and Gordon Hayward and P.J. Washington and Mark Williams, who at the time was leading the NBA in field goal percentage. So to shoot better in last night's game than at any other point in the season speaks to just how well they played. Are they going to play that well every single night? Probably not. But it was fun to see on night one. Also a lot of fun to see a couple Charlatans come home. Seth Curry, big moment playing with his dad calling the game on television on Valley Sports Southeast. And of course, Grant Williams, the pride of Providence Day, Goat Chargers. He talked after the game about what it was like for him on opening night. You know, it feels great. You know, you come to a team, um, you don't know what to expect, and everybody was very welcoming. Um, it's a city that I grew up in, you know. It's great to get a win for the city and really play for the jersey, you know, that's across your chest, not the one on your back. So I was fortunate to be part of a team that really wanted to win. And um, it was super exciting. The play style was fun. Everybody touched the ball. Everybody was able to move, cut, you know, knock down open shots. And we trusted one another, a team that had never played with each other or practiced with one another. Um, every single person seemed like they had each other's back. So um, it was a special night. You know, my family was here to be able to support me. I'm fortunate to be able to be in Charlotte, the city that I, you know, love. And I'm blessed to be here. Grant Williams touched on a lot of things there, but the one that stands out the most playing for the the city on the front, and it's easy for any player anywhere to say that, but it certainly means more when it's actually your hometown, a place you love, a place you represent and want to represent. That clearly meant a lot to Grant Williams last night. Much more to talk about in last night's win, 115-106. to Hornets with the victory, now 11-41. and A 500 season is not out of the question yet, Rob. Hornets have a shot at it. They're going to need 30 more consecutive wins to get there, but it mathematically can be done. You're saying there's a chance. There is indeed a chip in a chair available here for the Hornets. A Hornets win by nine over the Grizzlies. We'll pick top performers next here on the Hornets Hivecast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 
Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on the HHC, a winning edition of the Hornets Hivecast, which is brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets defeat the Memphis Grizzlies 115-106. to A lot of candidates for star performer. Uh, five different Hornets finished the game in double figures, seven with nine or more. Uh, plenty of people to pick from. Rob Longo, you get first choice. Yeah, there's a lot to pick from here in this one, and there's guys that might not even be mentioned that had really good scoring games, but I'm going to look to the bench. One of the new guys, Vasa Micic. He's going to have me speaking Serbian pretty soon. If you're asking, well, why didn't he get many opportunities to Oklahoma City? Shea Gilgis-Alexander is the point guard there. He's very good. Micic, step back three. Oh, Micic is better. It's greatness in Buzz City. Wow, right on cue. Micic with a huge triple for the Hornets. He's got 11. How's that crow taste, Sam? <laughs> Micic MVP. I'm calling it now. Hey, I mean, he, he was, he's been it twice in Europe, so yeah. why not? Let's get one in the States, too. I mean, he was great last night. 18 points, career high, 8 of 12 shooting, career high in minutes. He played 26 minutes last night. And again, you mentioned it, just what he did in Europe. I mean, there is potential there. And I know that maybe he just didn't get the opportunity in Oklahoma City. Again, you got a guy like Shea Gilgis Alexander, who you were referencing there on that call, and then you got other guys in that backcourt like Josh Giddy, who has stolen the show as well. So that's kind of what happens when you're in a situation that Oklahoma City is in where you stash all these guys and you get all this draft capital and all these assets. Now all of a sudden there's no room at the end. We saw it with Teo Maladon, who played for the Hornets here for the last couple of seasons. Now now Micic is one of those other guys that might just be an unfortunate victim of that circumstance. But hey, the way that he played yesterday, if they had 22 jerseys in the Hornets fan shop with Micic on the back of them, they might have been sold out. But, I mean, when you go back and you look at his EuroLeague stats, I mean, the guy averaged 15, 16, 18 points per contest over in Europe. And I know it's a different style of play, and the competition might not always be the best, but there's some pretty good players over there as well. And the fact that Micic is a 30-year-old rookie, he's almost a little bit of a veteran presence, and I know that this is a tough situation for him. And, you know, just hearing him after the game talk about what this performance meant to him you can't help but root for the guy. I mean, this is a really tough circumstance. I can't imagine going from playing in Europe for all those years, you finally get your chance in the NBA, you go to Oklahoma City, which is your favorite road city in the NBA. I say that tongue-in-cheek. I was going to say, are you going to crack I mean, a hey, smile he, he picked to come stateside. I mean, yeah, he made no. the decision and, and knew who his, his rights belonged to. But yeah, you're, you're... but you go, you go to Oklahoma City, and then you get traded in the middle of your season. And all of a sudden, your world turns upside down. I mean, the pregame availability yesterday, you heard him talking. You heard Davis talk about, you know, what do I do next? Like, he didn't know what the situation was. He hasn't really had to do this before. So, I mean, it's a tough circumstance to all of a sudden get your world flipped upside down, come to another place you've never been before in a completely different cultural area, and then you ball out and you have 18 points. You have a career game in the NBA. He was exceptional. You referenced uh, him talking after the game. He, he tips off a new start for him in Charlotte with a career high. Highs, 18 points, career high. Eight field goals, career high. Two made threes, career high. 
nine assists, career high, magical, magical performance from Michich. Here's what he had to say after the game about tipping off his new start with a career night. Didn't expect to play this much, honestly. I knew what kind of situation happened last two days for me in particular, but it just gave me another boost because uh, as a player, you just like to play. That's uh, always priority, I believe, for everyone. And that's what I tried to use today. I really didn't expect that I'm going to have a decent game, but uh, at the end, I think with the victory uh, and including everyone uh, on the court, I think we had at least good energy and, and like I felt that the vibe was, was good and it helped me also to feel comfortable on the court. Micic talking about his night after the game. You know, you referenced the the situation he was in in Oklahoma City. Uh, you know, basically they they signed him to be the backup. They knew Shea Gilgis Alexander, and, and quite frankly, it's a similar situation he's coming to here in Charlotte. He's coming to Charlotte to be the backup point guard. This is going to be Lamelo Ball's team. That's not changing, even with the magical performance from Micic. Maybe they play together a bit more, but it's going to be Lamelo's show. That that seems to be the full intent here. But with that said, Micic, he brings a lot to the table, and he's used to being a star. He's used to being on the floor at least a lot, and I think coming here to Charlotte, given the way the season has gone, there will be many more minutes and opportunities. Even if the Hornets get to full strength, I think Micic has a clear role moving forward, and so a great pick there for star of the night. There are a lot to pick from, and we want to give several cap tips here, because uh, even though they're, they're not quite my pick for star of the night, they're deserving of praise. Miles Bridges finished with a team-high 25 points. Super efficient, too. 11 of 13 from the floor, 2 for 2 from 3. The pressure just got relieved off of him, essentially, in last night's game. Didn't have to go one-on-three all the time. He got one-on-one matchups, took advantage of him, moved the ball well. He finished with five assists, did have three turnovers. Everyone turned it over a little bit. Like we said, there was not a single five-man lineup on the floor where those five players had played in an actual NBA game together at some point this season. Everything was mixed and matched, so not a shock, maybe, that things were not quite 100% sound yet. Uh, but Miles Bridge is still brilliant game. Brandon Miller, the rookie, 18 points, 7 of 9 shooting, 3 for 4 from 3. He looked spectacular again. Once more, didn't need to take a ton of shots uh, like he has been required to do for the Hornets to have any kind of chance and he made the right decisions out there uh, only one assist three turnovers but a lot of hockey assists for Brandon Miller and a lot of smart decisions with the basketball he was really strong out there sticking with the stars a nod to Nick Richards he finished with 13 points Davis Bertans knocks down three threes he finishes with nine points Seth Curry couple of steals he knocked down a triple great to see number 30 in teal with Curry atop knocked down a three for Charlotte but my pick for star of the night I'm going with the guy we've already heard once from. That's Grant Williams. Williams for three. Got it. There you go. Get to the rim. Nothing there. Kick it out. Grant Williams, he does not hesitate to pull the trigger and shoot. Grant Williams probably steps right into P.J. Washington's role right now in terms of offensive player and just getting that kind of shot volume routinely off the bench. Micic was hot. He had a great game, so he called his own number more often than I think ordinarily he will. But in terms of that bench unit, Williams is going to have a big role uh, taking threes and getting to the bucket. But overall, I I think defensively is really where he's going to have an impact. He and Cody Martin, similar type of 
body types and, and similar type of demeanors out there. They're great one-on-one defenders. They're able to guard people bigger than them, smaller than them, out on the perimeter, down on the post. They can kind of do it all, and Grant Williams has done it at the highest level for several years, both with Dallas and previously with Boston all the way into the NBA Finals. So I am not shocked at all that he was the best player on the team in plus-minus, finishing at a plus-19. Furthermore, he gets to play back at home in Charlotte, something that's uh, unique and special. It doesn't always happen. Seth Curry talked about this before the game. Grant Williams talked about it before the game that you know you, you maybe dream growing up of playing for the hometown team, but it doesn't always happen. It did for Grant, and he talked after the game about the general vibe in the hive during that win over the Memphis Grizzlies. It was a lot of joy tonight, honestly. Um, I was able to see a lot of friends and family in the stands. I was able to, you know, get a win in a building in which, like, you know, in history, the history of the Hornets and the Bobcats and everything like that, you know, it's just, I feel like I'm going to be smiling like that every single day. I now know what Kimball was talking about, how much he loved the city, how much he loved playing here. And I'm going to try and keep that same attitude and mentality that, you know, it's a joy and a blessing to be here and just to be able to put this jersey on and really lead in a way. And tonight, when after that dunk, it not only was just fun because I dunked it, but also because uh, Voss made a great pass. Everybody, everybody around really wanted success. Like when Brandon dunked, I was so happy that he punched that in transition. And I was just like, oh, Dana, this is going to be a fun, fun team to play on, a fun team, fun basketball to play. So it's really fun to get the joy back. The fun is just beginning. Hornets with the win on the debut night for Grant Williams and Vasilye Micic, uh, our two stars of the night, the newcomers here to the Hornets. And uh, it's a new beginning, a fresh start, so to speak, here for the Charlotte Hornets. Much more to come here on the HHC. One quick preview. Tomorrow, we're going to let you hear a conversation we held yesterday with Gerald Wallace. It was Gerald Wallace night at the high, but with so many newcomers coming in, we kind of want to focus on them a little bit more for the remainder of this episode. But tune in tomorrow. Tomorrow, day after the Super Bowl, you'll be able to hear from Gerald Wallace, whose cell was retired last night at the Hive. A a great ceremony. Grant talked about the Bobcats era, the time that he spent watching Charlotte basketball as a youngster growing up before going to Providence State. Go Chargers. So we'll we'll let you hear from Gerald Wallace tomorrow. But coming up next, we're going to talk more about the newcomers, what their role was on night one, their experience, and what their role might be for the foreseeable future. That's next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. 
Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Uh, man, it feels good, uh, especially to see that, that first one go in. But uh, more importantly, we got a, a win on the first night here, so that's all I can ask for. Trey Mann, after getting the start on his first night with his new team, and what a start it was. He knocked down his first two shots, finishes nine points, nine assists, also four rebounds. Did a great job out there, and uh, even on a night where, by his standard, because he's a good shooter, didn't shoot the ball brilliantly. Man in limited action was a 50% shooter from the field, 42% from deep for OKC, uh, only one of five from three. But again, he made his first couple of shots, finished with nine points, and the nine assists, just uh, outstanding. He really orchestrated the offense well as kind of an off-ball guard working in tandem with Cody Martin, with Vasilye Micic, uh, with everyone out there. Great, great night for he and all the other newcomers to the Hornets in a 115-106 to victory. It was a great opening night, Rob, but you know you want to look towards the future a little bit here, and the roles are probably going to become better defined after the team has had, I don't know, a practice, uh, a week of play, an all-star break for the coaching staff to really marinate on this and, and figure out what the best roles are for all of these guys. But it's a clear infusion of talent and experience for the Charlotte Hornets that is going to help showcase Brandon Miller and Miles Bridges and what they do well and give the team a better chance to win night in and night out and not have to wonder how will we survive these minutes where we're trying to get Miller and Miles rest simultaneously. Instead, it's like, oh, now we get to see Michich go take over. This is going to be fun. Well, you go back and you look at the box score. I mean, we touched on Miles Bridges. Hard to believe that a guy that had a team-high 25 points and was 11 for 13 from the field was neither of our top performers in the game last night. And if you look at the bench scoring, the Hornets had 45 bench points, and that was spread across a majority of four guys I can't think of a time this season where the Hornets had that many bench points outside of P.J. Washington going for 40-plus off the bench that one night not that long ago while he was still on the team. So there's just so much more balance, and I know that's something that Mitch Kupchak talked about during his availability right after the trade deadline with the Charlotte media. That's something that Steve Clifford has mentioned as well, but we really saw it in action last night. And when you look at who ended up getting the lion's share of the minutes, who ended up playing the majority of the minutes, a lot of it was the guys that are new on the team. I mean, you go and you look and you see Trey Mann getting inserted into the starting lineup. Then you have Grant Williams, Seth Curry, Vasa Micic, Davis Bertans. Those are the guys that ended up playing the majority of the minutes. No Leaky Black, no Amari Bailey, who was on that two-way deal, who we saw a little bit on Friday. No Bryce McGowan's, no Nathan Mensa, no Nick Smith Jr., no JT Thorne. I know some of that is probably Steve Clifford saying, hey, this is my first chance at seeing some of these new guys. I just want to see what we got out there, and we're going to throw them right away in the rotation. And a lot of that veteran presence is definitely giving the Hornets the ability to balance out the scoring as well. And it's not just to balance out the scoring. It's also to balance out the defense as well, and just sometimes making sure that you guys are organized defensively. And that's something that Steve Clifford talked about before the game, saying what Grant Williams brings to this team, what a guy like Seth Curry brings to this team as well. These veteran guys that have been around for a couple of years now, they understand 
the game. They understand what needs to be done. They're able to help organize a little bit better. And that's something that's going to trickle down to some of these younger guys, like a Nick Smith Jr., like a Leaky Black, like a JT Thor. Those younger guys are going to understand from these older players, I don't want to call them older, but these veteran guys, what it takes to win in the NBA, what it takes to be a great player here in the association. And I feel like that's something that over time is just going to trickle down and really be something that these guys can absorb and be a sponge to. And I know a lot of it's going to happen over time because, again, you only have two more games before the All-Star break. Then you have some time off, and then you got to reorganize and regroup and that sort of thing. So it's just one of those things where it's a very promising start to what could potentially be a really good end of the season for the Hornets. And in fairness to the young guys who had been part of the the relief core, let's call it the bench group prior to the trade, you know, a big part of the challenge is all the young guys playing together. We saw really good moments, flashes from all of them. You know, JT Thor over his three seasons with the Hornets, Leaky Black earned a starting nod and, and played fairly well, I thought, over several games here for the Hornets. Nick Smith Jr., in many respects, has been brilliant offensively. He just finally qualified for league leader status. Like He had enough shot attempts, games played, shots made to qualify for top 20 consideration in a variety of categories and immediately skyrockets to sixth overall in three-point percentage. The only players he trays, trails, Grayson Allen, Aaron Neesmith, who we'll see on Monday tomorrow against the Pacers, Kawhi Leonard, Jalen Williams of OKC, and Kevin Durant. Those are the only five humans in the NBA who shoot a better three-point percentage than Nick Smith Jr., the rookie out of Arkansas. So he's got a lot of uh, room to grow defensively, sure, and I think the experience is invaluable for him, but offensively, He's been a stud, and he really has earned a lot out there, and so have several other guys. So part of the challenge is all these guys, young guys, having played together. And now that you have more veterans around, you can mix and match based off what you need. I guarantee you if the Hornets need a three, you've got unlimited options, it feels like, right now. Because Curry, he's a Curry. He can knock it down. You just got to say the last name. Yeah, Bertans can knock it down. Grant Williams shoots a good three ball. And you've got Nick Smith Jr. sitting there waiting to come in and contribute as well. So I think the team got a lot deeper. It'll be interesting to see what happens as the squad continues to get healthier as well. LaMelo Ball, we hope, will be back sooner rather than later from the ankle injury when he comes back into the starting lineup. I would assume it's Trey Mann that goes back to the bench, but maybe there's a couple. Maybe you want to have Cody Martin be your sixth man off the bench, a role that he played brilliantly in the last winning season for Charlotte. Maybe Grant Williams bubbles up to the starting group. There's so many more options here for the Hornets to experiment with here over the waning months of the season. And uh, we'll see how Charlotte chooses to attack it. But the newcomers, it's a huge influx of talent, of experience. And I think the Hornets fan base has a lot to be excited about, not just for the future, which is very bright with guys like Brandon Miller and uh, LaMelo Ball and Mark Williams all signed long term. Uh, But now this relief core that has come in, all these veterans, all of whom, by the way, at least have options, if not outright contracts, for next season, and in many cases, seasons beyond that. Uh, This is a true reformatting of the bench, and I think Charlotte in a really, really good spot right now here for the Hornets. And let's give credit where credit's due. Let's give credit to Rick Schnall and Gabe Plock and Mitch Kupchak for 
going out and getting these deals and done at the deadline. the other GM. <laughs> I mean, I know it's only one game and it's a small sample size, but it looks like some pretty darn good deals right now at this point. It seems like they pushed all of the correct buttons so far through, what, 48 hours removed from the well, trade deadline or so. I mean, just, you know, surveying the field here, uh, since the trade deadline, Oklahoma City lost and Well, Dal- they played Dallas. Well, they lost. Uh, Dallas did get a win. Uh, P.J. Washington in that game ended up with 14 points and five boards. So Dallas, you know, they're going to win. But the Hornets, big winners on the day after the uh, their first game with those players available after the deadline, scoring a 115-106 to victory over the Memphis Grizzlies. It, it does feel like a new day here for us all, Rob. It feels like we've got a fresh start here for the remainder of the season, and uh, we'll see if they can keep the good vibes going tomorrow when they host the Indiana Pacers. Hey, and you got 30 games left in a season. You never know what can happen. That's right. 30-game win streak means a 500 campaign. That'd be pretty darn good. That'd be a lot cooler if it happened. That'd be that'd be that'd be a thirty for thirty instantly. We'll see uh, if the Hornets can get one step closer tomorrow. We'll of course have a game preview podcast for you then, as well as let you hear from Gerald Wallace, who was honored last night at Spectrum Center. Rob Longo, enjoy the Super Bowl. I will. I'll give you my pick because I wanted to talk the entirety of the podcast. I got the Chiefs. You're dead to me. I know I am. So, but hey, <laughs> at least one of us is going to be right. That's the good news. There you go. Hopefully, it's me uh, for my sanity. No, hopefully, it's a great game. Enjoy it, everyone. Enjoy the Super Bowl and come join us at the Hive if you're within shouting distance tomorrow for Hornets versus Pacers. Till next time, for Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.